so good. Thank you so Jen much. Yes, Janine, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Rhea Frankiani. Hi. So nice to meet you. You too, it's such a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love Wagner, so this is super exciting for me. I love speaking to Wagner alum. Just, it's so special to have that kind of connection. Aww. Now, do you go to Wagner? I just graduated. You did? Okay, what was your major? I was a double major in math and history. Woo, that's so great. Good for you. Thank you. And um, how about you when you were at Wagner? I was in musical theater performance. Exciting. Yeah, and it really was. Those four years, I always hold so close to my heart because I learned so much. And I can still see, you know, these years later, how it how it really opened my mind and how I learned a lot of things that I still carry with me today. Mm -hmm. So I always I always think about Wagner. It's such a special school. Like I feel like I've learned it so is. much and grew as a person just going there and kind of helped me figure out what I want to do in my life. So I, I attribute so much to it. Aw, well, I love to hear that. So again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, oh, we're yeah. actually going to start with a cute little icebreaker that was asked at my freshman orientation. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. If you Here could, we go. If you could be any item in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Ooh. Um, kitchen. Any kind of coffee maker, because I love coffee. I love it. I said I'd be a knife because I have a sharp wit. Ooh. So you were really thinking like the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be pretty witty as a first impression, everyone. Okay. All I could think of is I love to have energy and especially in the morning. So why not be a coffee maker? It's cute, it's cute. I feel like it's, it's such a strange question, but it's a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> no, I love that. I, I'll probably use that one with my students too. So uh, you're a teacher too, right? I am. Yep, Amazing. I'm a performing arts for grades six through eight for middle school. So yeah, um, I'm a singer-songwriter and I, I do my own music, but I also teach the performing arts inside the class. I love that because you're also giving back to um, a new generation. of You're inspiring so many just by making your oh. own music and um, sharing your love of it with younger students. I think that's so special. Well, I. I hope so. I, I love to think that. And because I, I always say, I love my job. Absolutely love being a teacher. And I always knew it would be rewarding, but I never knew to the extent ever. Like I absolutely adore my students and I love being able to see them grow inside the classroom. Like I remember um, growing up through school, my music teachers had influenced me so much and just even appreciating what I'm listening to. It's, it's changed how I think about the music industry and kind of shaped my own thoughts about music. Oh, good. I love to hear that and, and through music. So I know that you're going to be releasing a new song on Friday. I am, <laughs> yes. I'm so pumped for it and I'm quite curious. First, I would like you to describe your sound for me in three words. Um, country, pop, and soul. I love it. When I was listening to your first album, not EP, right? It was okay. Yeah. Uh huh. 
I was blown away. It was so personal, kind of, just to share that connection through the songs. And I was like, this is the relatable, feel-good type of music that more people should be listening to. So. <laughs> I think that's so sweet. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I wrote the songs that are that were on my EP and my first album, definitely just from a genuine place. And um, I was hoping that listeners would feel that way. So that is just super, that warms my heart a lot. Um, yeah, and so this new song that I have coming out this Friday, July 10, I'm hoping that that'll do the same thing. And, um, you know, as you write music, especially for yourself, it's always really fun to sing, especially to, to cut the song in a studio, because as you're singing it, um, when the musicians come into play and, and all of the, uh, just all of the little touches on your, on your music, it really does come to life. So when you put your headphones on in the studio and you're like, oh my gosh, I remember when I was just sitting at a piano and I wrote this like little hook, it all really comes to life and seems so much bigger when you go into the studio. So um, that was exciting again to be able to cut that song and then to release it. I just feel like I'm in, I, I grew up a little bit, I guess. And, and you write when you're a songwriter from just the place that you're in, in that moment. And so this song that I'm releasing Friday is just kind of, it just feels so me. And I would have said that then too about the last record because it was, but I grew so much from then and became a teacher and lived in different places. And so um, I just love that this one is upbeat and, and just energetic. So I'm super excited for this one. Based on what you're talking about, I feel like uh, the listener can go on this wonderful journey through your music with you and kind of go through your experiences with you. Um, I haven't heard the song yet, but based on what you're talking about, I think it's going to be something that, again, is going to connect with a lot of people. And just based on how you're speaking of your whole studio studio experience and going back through hearing it um, throughout the process, I think it's going to be something that will stay in people's heads for a little bit. Oh, I hope so. And I hope it brings, you know, a uh, a little bit of joy to to my listeners. I think that's so important right now because I know um, I'm in New York, so quarantine's kind of been a little bit of a time <laughs> just going through everything, like not really going anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know that everyone's lives have completely turned upside down at this time and that this is difficult for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking of everyone at this time and I hope that with this song, it's just like a little bit of happiness. Like I said, it's it's an upbeat, energetic song and it was inspired by love. So I just hope that that can be relatable and bring people to a, a happier spot just for three or four minutes, you know? Do you mind telling me the story of how the song came to be? Sure. So um, this song was inspired by love and it is a true story. So um, in, in the song, the lyrics, the, the song is called Algo, but the lyrics are about really when you're in a committed relationship and when it's coming from a genuine place, you're willing to follow that person and be with that person no matter what. So to any place and through anything you want to see it through. 
So that's kind of how the hook started because the lyrics go, if you want to go to the moon, go see the stars, etc. I'll go. Like whether you want to go over here or over there, I'm coming with you, I guess, because that's how I feel at this time. So um, all of the lyrics kind of reflect that idea. And Love really wrote the song for me. It, it, was, it was really fun to write that song. For me, I notice when I look at what I've written in the past and even now, my go-to is always like this heartfelt, slow song. And whether it's like if I watch a Hallmark movie or I become inspired by something and what comes out is normally sad and sincere. But when I was writing this song, I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is a fast song and this is happy. It just felt like, oh, I can't wait to release this. So I do feel like um, the timing is right too for, for right now. So that's what this song is about. Uh, releasing this Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> exciting. Um, I love the story behind it. And uh, I think that's just one of the sweetest and most sincere things ever. Like love in general. Um, personally, like, I don't always listen to a lot of love songs just because I've been stuck in like a genre for a very long time. And it's branching out has been a little difficult. But hearing, especially like when I listen to your first EP, and again, super excited for your, your new song, because I was able to relate to it in a way that I normally don't relate to all of these love songs and that is so nice Janine <laughs> no really that like means a lot to me because I hope I always hope for that and people have different styles and different lyrics can land um you know just differently for mm -hmm. for people and so that makes me really happy thank you for that of course I love that it hits home and I think that is one of the things to me as an artist you stood out because of that like everything you're saying is just intentionally placed in a way where it just it just hits home so thank you for that oh oh that's so <laughs> nice i really hope that you like this song i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you after okay. <laughs> first yeah so i'm gonna segue a little bit into um one question that i think says a lot about a person i'm very philosophical okay. when it comes to this Okay. What is your favorite album in your personal collection? And by personal collection, I mean you physically own the album. Hmm. That's a really, really tough question. But let me let me really think about this. You know, my students ask me all the time, what's your favorite song? And to this day, I'm like, I say the same thing. I say the same question to them. I ask them the same question because I think it really tells you a lot about the person. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to pick one. You can do more than one. <laughs> I will let it go with more than one. I'm going to say, you're like, I'm going to let that go. <laughs> um, I'm going to say three different artists slash groups okay. that have inspired my upbringing and how I listen to music. Anything Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, and Earth, Wind & Fire. Just because when I was growing up, my parents listened to all of those artists. And I truly feel like the energy and the vocal technique and the just, honestly, the, the fun element, how they like bring you in, but they're having so much fun. While they're singing, you don't even have to be watching them and you know they're probably loving that moment too. 
um, any of the records that they recorded, love. Those are probably my favorites. I asked this question because, as I said, I do think it says a lot about a person since, like, it's something tangible that you have if you own the record, and it's something you have a personal collection, wow, English, personal connection to, (laughs) as as you mentioned, that those three, your parents listen to them, and their vocal techniques, and they're having fun. You can tell they're doing it because they love doing it. Absolutely. So I think that's why that question's always one for me that I love hearing because I do think it's something that says a lot about where a person is and where they want to go. So my next question kind of relates to this. Um, When you are writing your own songs, what is your favorite part of any song that you've written? Ooh, I'm going to say... Okay, that's a really good question. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say the hook in general. The hook of the song is always my favorite. And I think because I tend to write the chorus first. So for my first single that I released um, in 2015, Dizzy, um, that was my first single ever. And I wrote the hook, the chorus on a plane. And I got the hook in my head and obviously on a plane, I'll never forget this moment because I was sitting next to someone I knew, my sister. And then on the other side, I was sitting next to a stranger and I was trying to pass the time on the plane. So I was like listening to different music and then I took my headphones out and I was like, I wanna, I wanna be able to write something maybe. Like I have this time right now, I don't have a keyboard like on me, but maybe, and as I'm thinking about writing a song, I got a random hook stuck in my head and I took out this little notebook I had and wrote it down and then when I landed I ended up writing that song but it started with the hook and this song that I'm releasing Friday I'll go um I wrote that the same way I wrote that with the chorus first and the chorus and the hook are kind of what you remember as the listener so I want to say my favorite part is writing the chorus of any of my songs because um when i really want to write a song and i have a hook i know that i have an idea and that's my favorite part when i'm like "Ooh, could i do something with that and then a whole song forms from it that's so exciting to me i feel like it's a fate moment kind of like how you were talking about yeah. the story on the fate the plane and you're like wow this is this in this moment i love fate stories like that because i think some of the best pieces of music come from those moments where it's like this is it this is exactly what I want to do oh yeah and I think too that the sky is the limit I was just listening to um um New York State of Mind and I was thinking to myself imagine if that hook was created and then nothing happens with it or like like imagine if just like an iconic song even something that you love and listens to like you're just so happy that that song exists and that it's written. So any idea really has legs or has wings to me. You know what I mean? Like you can't really shut an idea down. And once you have a hook, I feel like this guy is the limit there. So that's my favorite part. (laughs) So I'm gonna segue to a question that we ask every artist we interview. 
Um, I'm going to be 100% honest. It is a very interesting question. Um, okay. Like <laughs> a little backstory behind it. Um, our okay. PR director, Grace, was listening to the little peep songs that were released last year that kind of sounded like unfinished bedroom demos. And then Mac Miller Circles came out. So our question is, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not? That's a really tough question. Yeah. Actually. Is this by like, are there restrictions and limitations here? Like does someone have the rights to that song? Does it's yeah, up there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts to it. I think that you really got to consider, you'd have to consider um, the, the limitations and the restrictions only because I think that music is something really personal to someone. And when they write it, it's really up to them. It's really up to that person if it should be released or not. I have tons of songs in my voice memos that really nobody will see the light of day just because I was trying to figure something out or, or sometimes a song can be just super personal to someone and they're like, I love that. It's like a little gem, but I'm not gonna record it at this time. So I just feel like that's, that's tough because it's subjective to like each situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like my answer would change. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you can. Because <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know at this time, but for each situation, it might be different. That's I'm actually a huge, the reason we it, asked that. Yes, that's actually a fantastic question just because, um, Again, I think it tells a lot about the person, but it's also so tough to answer. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna keep it as I would be willing to be open-minded, but I would have to assess the situation um, for that particular circumstance. One of the reasons we asked this is we wanna start a conversation about the topic of artist wills and negotiating this into a contract, since unfortunately this has been happening more frequently in the industry. Oh yeah, for sure. I know that this has happened before. And um, I think that it is, it should probably be talked about. So um, I think that that's an interesting question to ask artists just to see what, um, how people feel mm -hmm. about, about something like, like that. I feel like it's sometimes a taboo topic. I know a lot of people never really want to talk about something. It's kind of very morbid but it's something that we want to shine a light on because we think every artist should have a say in what happens to their music because as you said, it is something very personal. Yeah, 100%. So our follow-up question to this one is, if you could change one thing in the music industry as it is today, what would it be and why? Um, if I could change one thing in the music industry, I would have... Hmm. I'm not exactly sure how this would be possible, but I would want to give more people a chance. I would want maybe not to have just such specific genres, but maybe just give people more opportunity. I know that it's super easy to um, fall in love with an artist and their music. And so I understand how, how people can become legends and how people, and I would never want to take something like that away from someone who deserves it. 
So without getting rid of that, just a way, a way for people to be recognized and acknowledged for their creation in music. And actually, you know, social media has done that big time. Like so many people have a platform because social media exists and they're able to share music with the world in one little click. So I'm super grateful for social media. And um, I think if there's more of a way to make that possible, that would just be fantastic because at least for someone like me, I am a singer songwriter and I'm creating music, but I love to hear a song that blows me away for the first time. So when I hear something on the radio after I've heard it a million times, I already know it and it's not the same as when I heard it the first time, right? So sometimes I try to find new artists to see what they're coming up with because um, it might not be mainstream, but there's something so special about it. And when you hear it for the first time, it just lands, you know, and it makes you feel some type of way. So I love that idea. I feel like we're very on the same page with this. Um, my personal gripe is with Spotify. Not gonna lie, I do use it every day. I think it's a wonderful platform for exposure. I found some of my favorite artists on there. The one thing I do have a problem with is the fact that as a listener, I can see an artist's monthly listener counts. I think that should be for the artist and management and business side because I know some of my friends, I'm gonna throw them under the bus on this, they sometimes only listen to artists because they're quote unquote popular. And I think that goes along with what you were saying, like we need to give other artists a chance because sometimes those artists that aren't maybe on every single Spotify playlist or on the mainstream radio, they are sometimes putting out more more like as you said that one song in that one moment they're putting out those types of songs that you might not have heard before and they're getting sometimes pushed under the rug in a way that they shouldn't be they deserve the spotlight too right, right. and um i agree with you and i also think that there's just something i'm, I'm just such a music fan so regardless of the genre or regardless of the artist, I really do love music. And so that doesn't mean you've, you have to be popular or, or you have to be alternative or you have to be something in a category. It's just if, if the lyrics and the music lands in a specific way, I do not ever forget a moment like that. So I just, I think I, that would be my answer. That's kind of what I hope uh, WCBG can be in the future, a uh, means of artists being able to express themselves. And one of the things I love to say um, of our station is we want to showcase the artists that are going to be the voice of our generation. Oh, yeah. And I think that you guys are already doing that and doing such a fantastic job. I'm always proud to say I'm, I'm fr from Wagner and for reasons like, like what we're talking about. Thank you. Um, do you mind telling me about the moment where you were like, this is it, this is what I want to do? Okay, so that moment for me was really like my whole life, if my whole life could be a moment. <laughs> so I grew up from a, in a really musical family. Um, every single person in my family does music in one way or another. So I have two sisters. I grew up with my parents and my two sisters in Buffalo, New York. And as I was growing up, 
um, we always sang together, harmonized together. My dad would be playing piano. I mean, really since, probably since I could walk and talk, that, that was always just what we did. And so from a very young age, I knew I always wanted to go into music. High school, when I was performing in musicals, I, I think there was a moment maybe freshman or sophomore year that I said, I definitely want to study musical theater performance. Like there was definitely a moment that happened in high school that I said, I can't do anything else. This, it's got to be it. Um, and then when I was studying at Wagner and thereafter I got my master's from Columbia University too in New York City, through my education, I noticed that I also wanted to teach in a classroom, this music and performance and I also wanted to be able to record my own music. And to be honest, I didn't know if that was gonna be possible and to even do that at the same time. But as I was growing up, I realized that really there are no limits and especially in music, why not, right? Like why can't I teach and, and do my own music? So after I got my master's in in you know in between like 2013 2014 2015 around there i decided i wanted to record my own music and for me that was like when we're talking about a moment that was big for me um and and that's when i recorded dizzy and my first cp and album um that's the moment that i think sticks out the most and then after that when i became a teacher for the first time that's another moment that that stuck out for me. So I would say those two, uh, I always think back to. I love that there are multiple moments. I feel like yeah. that is something that I personally never really hear so much about. Some people are always like at this exact time and place, but I think <laughs> having all of these different influential moments um, comes across in a way that is going to best represent you in a sense because you have so many different experiences to pull from and showcase and that's yeah. something special in and of itself oh yeah for sure i can appreciate a lot of other um artists stories and musicians stories because um i have a few friends who i met in in nashville and new york who you know were they they were gonna they were on an athletic path like they were they were doing something in the athletic world and got an injury and then they were like and so I started playing guitar I started kind of playing piano and fell in love with music and you know people find music in a lot of different ways sometimes at a really high point sometimes at a low point and for me my story is just a little different because I grew up in music I mean it was everywhere for me and so I feel like it was just always kind of ingrained and it was always going to be the thing for me i love that i love how it's kind of like so many um aha moments that led to this one big thing where i hope to see all of the things you do in the future just because as i said earlier just i'm gonna say keep saying you are something special just like you're a gem just oh. hearing all of your experiences yeah you are so nice. Oh, that is so sweet. Like seriously, that really, that really um, warms my heart. I really appreciate that, Janine. I just think that more artists should be doing things that you're doing currently. Um, by being open with your story and 
being personal in your music and having those touches, I think that's something that should be more mainstream. Aw, well, I, I really do appreciate that. And I'm so excited for, for you to hear what's next, just because I think that if you found the last songs to be relatable and you liked them, that this new music is gonna be um, something that you'll be interested in as well. I hope so. We're gonna we're gonna wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So Friday is gonna be Algo, and then shortly after that, I have a few more singles that are gonna be dropped, and then um, another EP. So it's all recorded and done, and so now we're just releasing um, those songs. So I'm super excited. I'm quite curious. What are your thoughts on the track listing process? Like, how do you? specifically go through and pick like these are the songs I want to release as singles and this is the order I want the album to be listened to in full so this is my favorite question nobody has ever asked me this and it's such an important part of the process it is it's so important so at a very young age actually my dad I remember um when we were listening to I want to say it was like a Whitney Houston album he always said there's a story you hear the story there's a story see from the beginning do you see do you see how there's a story that's that's being told not just within the song but through the album and so that always stuck with me and i noticed that in my new ep each song is very different like i'll go is very up and energetic and loving and like woo, i'll go okay i'll go with you here i'll go with you there and then there are songs that are slower and there are songs that are um, just kind of powerful for me. Like, okay, um, I kind of found who I am now, etc. And so each song totally means a different thing. What I did was I took each song for my EP. I have four songs. And I listened to them in different orders. In, a, in different orders. Like I just kind of mixed them up and I kept listening back until something made sense to me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this literally sounds like just a full story, as if I could put this like on television too. Like I, it feels like I could even see it. So that's when I knew, okay, this makes sense for this. But um, honestly, that is such a big part of the process. You gotta know, like, okay, does this make sense here? And I don't know about you, but some of the albums that I even wore out, like, oh my gosh, I even know what's coming next and what that like little ooh or ah is. Like you're so used to it playing and playing and playing that you're like, I remember in this one Maroon 5 album, I knew exactly the notes from the last note on the last track. I was like, this is the note because I just listened to it all the time. And there's something very important about that tracking process. I have to say some of my favorite albums are the ones that tell us overarching story. And I think that that's something that will never go away. I know a lot of people nowadays are kind of hung up on this Spotify culture of we just release single after single after single. But there's always something important about listening to an album, an EP, any form of music that's supposed to be compiled with track listing in full because it's going to tell a story that you might have missed out on if you only heard the first single. Oh yeah. Um, I, I love the idea too of just 
the order because I think that the order of the album is put there for a reason. Like an artist picked it that way because they wanted to tell the story that way. It's like watching a movie out of order doesn't make sense anymore. You know what I mean? So there, it's definitely very important. It's very intentional, as you said. Like there's yes. an intent behind every single thing, and Absolutely. I think that is what an artist sometimes like. As a listener, people forget that's what artists do. They're here to tell their own stories. They're here to tell stories that are going to relate to their listeners. And sometimes like a song you wrote maybe five years ago is something that I relate to now because it's timeless like that. So it's awesome. So we're gonna segue into my next question. Um, What is, what musicians inspire you to be a better musician? So I think a lot of the female artists in the country world right now, I just, I love. I look up to them so much. Um, to name a few, Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert, totally. Kelsey Ballerini, Mary Morris, Carly Pierce. I just love the females in country music. I think that they are each so different and each have, we're talking about telling a story. I think they each have an important story to tell and not just in a particular song, just in everything that they're making and putting out into the world, even what they do on social media, etc. Um, and I actually, I opened for Marin Morris in a, in a show in my hometown in Buffalo, New York. I was able to open for Chris Jansen, Marin Morris, and Big and Rich in an acoustic show. And I feel like when you really look up to someone and then you meet them, and they are everything that you hope that they'd be, you become more of a fan, right? So, um, you know, a couple of those country artists really stick out to me because I just feel like they're really inspiring. And then I would say um, other, other artists who have inspired me, I would say the ones I said before, like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, even Boys to Men, like I grew up on that music and I just appreciate it so much that even when I'm writing something like country or country pop and I can hear like a riff that Boys to Men did in my head, I'm like, oh, we're going back to Boys to Men. Um, just because the, the songs are, those songs are still in my head. You know what I mean? So as you're talking about being inspired, when you listen to a lot of different things, all of it, becomes inspiring and then you are able to do something that's a little bit different than something so mainstream and so i think that those artists stick out to me the most timeless and authentic yeah for sure um i think that what you were saying earlier of how all of these different artists um are like for carrie underwood for example her whole discography you can go through and see not just an overarching story in each album, but the whole theme of who she is. And I and I think that um, mainstream music is something that, I wish country music was more mainstream in that sense, because all of these stories are stories that should be told and more people should be listening to because of how true they are. Yeah, and that's kind of what drew me in to country music. I, you know, when I was really, really, really little, 
I wasn't always listening to country music. It didn't happen like that for me. But what happened was, you know, through middle school and high school, I started listening to to crossover country. Like I would hear Lady A on mainstream radio, like it's a quarter after one. And I was like, what is this song? I love it. Went to a Lady A concert and every song was grabbing me and drawing me in. And I was like, wait, country, like what, what, what are some more, you know, country artists or songs that I could relate to? And it just happened to be so many. And so that's what I really started listening to. And I felt like that's what was able to, to really get me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why I kind of fell in that, in that path. But lyrics are everything. I, I just feel like they take me to another place, love. I always love the juxtaposition between the lyrics and the composition of the tracks, because I feel like if you listen to them separately, they're both telling the same story. And like some days, um, let's say you're, you're super, super happy, you might be listening to the instrumentals more so than the lyrics, and then other days you might be focusing more on the lyrics, and you'll always discover something new in those tracks. Yeah, I agree. I definitely have done that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. If I just played these chords or just sang this, does it sound different? And it's like, it's supposed to go together. Mm-hmm. After you hear a song, it's just, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So I love what you just said. Yeah. And this leads to my next question. Um, we do have to ask, how has your time at Wagner influenced you in the way you create your music? Um, So much. I could go on and on about this question. No, so much. Because Wagner had a lot of, I learned so much at Wagner. So in four years, college really is where you, I think, where you grow up. So with friends, in your education, in your job, like in all of these different places, you really start to mature and have an understanding of what you wanna do in the world and how you wanna make a difference, essentially. And because I studied musical theater performance, I'll hone in on that for just a moment. Um, That was some of the, that was the best training I ever had in my life for performance. When I was up on stage and my professors trained me for acting and singing, um, especially, it really, did something to me where I became more confident. Um, I was able to communicate my thoughts better. I was able to not be so afraid, so more courageous too, and brave. And you know, you're thrown a lot of things. It you you have to do a lot of things in the musical theater performance world. You have to kind of be a little bit comfortable with the uncomfortable. I mean, if you've ever improvised on stage, that's just such a good example because you're performing an improv scene and you don't know what you're gonna do. You know, that was never like in my, I'm a very like planned out person. So I just feel like Wagner gave me a little bit more, I I wanna go back to like the confidence and, and bravery piece because to write your own music and to record it is super humbling in and of itself. And I feel like the skills that I learned at Wagner allowed me to do that in my music. So to get in front of people on stage and sing your own music is 
so exciting and so terrifying, right? So it's like, I couldn't ever imagine doing that um, 20 years ago. So I just feel like the skills I learned at Wagner, especially on stage, they are always gonna be with me. And not to segue too much, but now being on the other side as a performing arts teacher and seeing my students perform, they all know, they all know that at the end of the day, the one thing that I am so adamant about is your confidence level and how you're growing on stage. And just to become a little more comfortable with who you are, because that with that skill, you can do so much in this world. It's, it's limitless with what you are able to do. So the skills on stage that I learned at Wagner would definitely um, be my answer. What was your favorite class at Wagner? Ooh. I think one of my acting classes was my favorite and either with Michelle Pock or John Genial, just because of what I said before, they really challenged me and yet really embraced me for me. And they were able to understand my strengths and maybe how to like help my, where I was being um, challenged, like how they understood how they could help me and what I was scared about, like they understood how to kind of break that down and like throw it away or use it as John G. Neal would say, use it. Um, and so I was able to really use my nerves to, to become better. But my acting classes, those were, I learned so much love. I feel like the whole school in general, they're always so open to everyone being who they wanna be and who they are and pushing you to do the best that you can in anything that you do at the school. Oh yeah, I was just on a Zoom actually. I was in Legally Blonde, the musical at Wagner and with a group of people that at, at the time we made a Facebook group for um, just information, you know, to know like, okay, practice is this and mm -hmm. the show is at this time and just information. And then um, with everything that's happening right now, someone who was in the show, who I'm so close to now, posted like, can we do a Zoom reunion? And we all just got on a reunion, Zoom call like last week from Legally One, which was years ago, eight years ago, maybe. and you know, you remember everything. We still talked about like, just so many specific things that happened that we all still remember and hold close to our hearts. And I was just saying what you just said to them. I was like, you all inspired me so much and to push harder and to be better than, than who I was when I walked in. And I think that that's so important. I love how you mentioned that like you guys met up so many years later. I feel like that's the true Wagner community in a sense. Everyone is so close knit together and always so supportive of each other. And it's so fascinating to find out that you guys did that. That's, I love that, that's so nice. It, it is actually, it's so fascinating. You know, I couldn't have imagined that we would be doing that eight years later, but I also think it's so hopeful even for you and other people who are just graduating when it sets in that you're graduating, it's it becomes sad, I guess, and emotional. And you're like, oh, you know, will I see? Yes. You know, you might be having reunions on Zoom eight years later <laughs> talking about specific moments that you'll never forget. 
So it's a very great community. And I don't want to keep these too long, so I'm just going to ask my last question for you. Um, can you please tell me your goals for 2020? You can do the year or the decade, because we know the year's kind of been a little iffy with everything going on. I think that for the year slash decade, um, my goal for the world is to find love and, and peace and the sense of community. I, even though all of this is happening right now and it's become extremely challenging for everyone, I do see a sense of togetherness. I do see people reaching out a hand. I do see um, the good things that are happening. Though they may be small, they are there. Mm -hmm. And so if, if more of that is happening for the year or for our next decade, um, that's hopeful. So um, that is my goal. And hmm, I gave like a generic, you know, what I want kind of for the world. But in terms of for my for my life too, and with my music, um, like I said before, I just hope that with my music being released and at this time and in the next months and years, um, I hope that it brings a little bit of joy and happiness to my listeners. And I hope that they find something that is relatable and um, they feel happy when they listen to it. I have to say, I've done a lot of these interviews and that has to be my favorite answer to this question. Thank you so much. So I, I want to thank you so much for speaking with me. I greatly do appreciate it. It was a wonderful conversation. Okay, well, thank you so much, and I would love to do this again, too. Of course. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You, too. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye.